This is Chapter Twenty One of A Tramp Abroad. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. A Tramp Abroad by Mark Twain. Chapter Twenty One Insolent Shopkeepers and Gabbling Americans. Baden Baden sits in the lap of the hills, and the natural and artificial beauties of the surroundings are combined effectively and charmingly. The level strip of ground which stretches through and beyond the town is laid out in handsome pleasure grounds, shaded by noble trees and adorned at intervals with lofty and sparkling fountain jets. Thrice a day a fine band makes music in the public promenade before the conversation house, and in the afternoon and evening that locality is populous with fashionably dressed people of both sexes who march back and forth past the great music stand and look very much bored though they make a show of feeling otherwise it seems like a rather aimless and stupid existence a good many of these people are there for a real purpose however they are racked with rheumatism and they are there to stew it out in the hot baths these invalids looked melancholy enough, limping about on their canes and crutches, and apparently brooding over all sorts of cheerless things. People say that Germany, with her damp stone houses, is the home of rheumatism. If that is so, Providence must have foreseen that it would be so, and therefore filled the land with healing baths. Perhaps no other country is so generously supplied with medicinal springs as Germany. Some of these baths are good for one ailment, some for another, and again peculiar ailments are conquered by combining the individual virtues of several different baths. For instance, for some forms of disease the patient drinks the native hot water of Baden-Baden with a spoonful of salt from the Carlsbad springs dissolved in it. That is not a dose to be forgotten right away. They don't sell this hot water. No, you go into the great Trinkhalle and stand around, first on one foot and then on the other, while two or three young girls sit pottering at some sort of ladylike sewing-work in your neighborhood and can't seem to see you, polite as three-dollar clerks in government offices. By and by one of these rises painfully and stretches, stretches fists and body heavenward, till she raises her heels from the floor at the same time refreshing herself with a yawn of such comprehensiveness that the bulk of her face disappears behind her upper lip and one is able to see how she is constructed inside then she slowly closes her cavern brings down her fists and her heels comes languidly forward contemplates you contemptuously draws you a glass of hot water and sets it down where you can get it by reaching for it you take it and say how much? And she returns you, with elaborate indifference, a beggar's answer. Nach beliebe. What you please. This thing of using the common beggar's trick and the common beggar's shibboleth to put you on your liberality when you were expecting a simple straightforward commercial transaction adds a little to your prospering sense of irritation. You ignore her reply and ask again, How much? And she calmly, indifferently repeats, Nach beliebe you are getting angry but you are trying not to show it you resolve to keep on asking your question till she changes her answer or at least her annoyingly indifferent manner therefore if your case be like mine you two fools stand there and without perceptible emotion of any kind or any emphasis on any syllable you look blandly into each other's eyes and hold the following idiotic conversation how much 
How much? Nachbeliebe. 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 I do not know what another person would have done, but at this point I gave up. That cast-iron indifference, that tranquil contemptuousness conquered me, and I struck my colors. Now, I knew she was used to receiving about a penny from manly people who care nothing about the opinions of scullery maids, and about tuppence from moral cowards, but I laid a silver twenty-five-cent piece within her reach, and tried to shrivel her up with this sarcastic speech. "'If it isn't enough, will you stoop sufficiently from your official dignity to say so?' She did not shrivel. Without deigning to look at me at all, she languidly lifted the coin and bit it to see if it was good. Then she turned her back and placidly waddled to her former roost again, tossing the money into an open till as she went along. She was victor to the last, you see. I have enlarged upon the ways of this girl because they are typical. Her manners are the manners of a goodly number of the Baden-Baden shopkeepers. The shopkeeper there swindles you if he can, and insults you whether he succeeds in swindling you or not. The keepers of baths also take great and patient pains to insult you. The frowsy woman who sat at the desk in the lobby of the great Friedrichsbad and sold bath tickets not only insulted me twice every day with rigid fidelity to her great trust, but she took trouble enough to cheat me out of a shilling one day to have fairly entitled her to ten. Baden-Baden's splendid gamblers are gone, only her microscopic knaves remain. An English gentleman, who had been living there several years, said, "'If you could disguise your nationality, you would not find any insolence here. These shopkeepers detest the English and despise the Americans. They are rude to both, more especially to ladies of your nationality and mine. If these go shopping without a gentleman or a manservant, they are tolerably sure to be subjected to petty insolences—insolences of manner and tone rather than word though words that are hard to bear are not always wanting. I know of an instance where a shopkeeper tossed a coin back to an American lady with the remark, snappishly uttered, We don't take French money here. And I know of a case where an English lady said to one of these shopkeepers, Don't you think you ask too much for this article? And he replied with the question, Do you think you are obliged to buy it? However, these people are not impolite to Russians or Germans, and as to rank— they worship that, for they have long been used to generals and nobles. If you wish to see what abysses servility can descend, present yourself before a Baden-Baden shopkeeper in the character of a Russian prince. It is an inane town filled with sham and petty fraud and snobbery, but the baths are good. I spoke with many people, and they were all agreed in that. I had the twinges of rheumatism unceasingly during three years, but the last one departed after a fortnight's bathing there, and I have never had one since. I fully believe I left my rheumatism in Baden-Baden. Baden-Baden is welcome to it. It was little, but it was all I had to give. I would have preferred to leave something that was catching, but it was not in my power. There are several hot springs there, and during two thousand years they have poured forth a never-diminishing abundance of the healing water. This water is conducted in pipe to the numerous bathhouses, and is reduced to an endurable temperature by the addition of cold water. The new Friedrichsbad is a very large and beautiful building, and in it one may have any sort of bath that has ever been invented, 
and with all the additions of herbs and drugs that his ailment may need, or that the physician of the establishment may consider a useful thing to put into the water. You go there, enter the great door, get a bow graduated to your style and clothes from the gorgeous portier, and a bath-ticket and an insult from the frowsy woman for a quarter. She strikes a bell, and a serving-man conducts you down a long hall and shuts you into a commodious room which has a washstand, a mirror, a boot-jack, and a sofa in it, and there you undress at your leisure. The room is divided by a great curtain. You draw this curtain aside and find a large white marble bathtub, with its rim sunk to the level of the floor, and with three white marble steps leading down to it. This tub is full of water which is as clear as crystal, and is tempered to twenty-eight degrees Reumur, about ninety-five degrees Fahrenheit. Sunk into the floor by the tub,